0: morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today I'm looking at how to look at scripture and arrive at doctrinal conclusions. Some things in the Bible are illuminated by the Spirit through concept. In these cases, there's not a specific Bible verse that says This is the answer you're looking for. The answer is gained by being part of the great sweep and scope of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Some doctrines like these are learned from a concept rather than an explicit verse spelling it out. In those cases, the Bible student needs to make a logical conclusion Paul spoke often of reasoning together, like Acts 17.2, Acts 17.17, and he used terms like, so then, or therefore. This was his way of announcing a conclusion was imminent. This method is called necessary inference, and you come to understand the doctrine by inference. A careful student of the word looks for the plain and clear scriptures first, of course, but also carefully studies the whole counsel of God so as to make reasonable conclusions. Here is an example of how one can make a reasonable conclusion, but also how you can go astray in the same verse if you're not careful. Find me an explicit verse in the Bible that says God is... Trinity. The concept of the Trinity is in the Bible from Genesis 1 all the way through, but there's not one explicit verse that says God is three persons in one God. In fact, there are a number of verses that say God is one, like Deuteronomy 6.4, Mark 12.29, Galatians 3.20, 1 Timothy 2.5, James 2.19. But we know that adding up the clues that refer to God as us, etc., and others, that our Godhead is three persons in one God. In another case, there are inferential clues that can lead a student to understand that Christ must die and be resurrected. Clues like, For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, nor will you let your Holy One see decay, Psalm 1610. Other verses refer to Christ's death and resurrection, Psalm 22, Isaiah 53, 10-11, Daniel 12, 2-3. Now we know in New Testament times that Christ must die and be raised again, and we know why. Christ stated it many times, but was this spelled out explicitly in the Old Testament? No. The Pharisees should have known, though, by necessary inference, due to the clues left in the scriptures. Understanding a doctrine by coming to a conclusion through necessary inference is perfectly legitimate. The Christian courier writes, If an inference is characterized as necessary, this means that the conclusion drawn from the facts is irresistible. For example, the Trinity is a conclusion that is irresistibly drawn from the facts. Christian Courier continues, those who wish to bring the Lord's Church into conformity with denominational practices suggest that, Nothing can be made a test of fellowship that is based on inference. Inference restricts these free spirits to more rigidity than they can tolerate. But inference is a perfectly legitimate means of obtaining the truth. Uh, For example, Nicodemus was the teacher of Israel, but he had failed to grasp the necessary inference that since man is thoroughly depraved, he must be born again. John 3, 9 to 10. Jesus chastised him for that. The clues that should have led an insightful teacher of the Israelites and an expert in the scriptures were plainly there. Quote, from Benson Commentary, and knowest thou not these things? When so much everywhere is said in the scriptures of God's circumcising men's hearts, creating in them clean hearts, renewing in them a right spirits, and of the quickening and purifying operations of his spirit on their souls. See Deuteronomy 36. Psalm fifty one ten, Jeremiah four, four, and Jeremiah thirty-one thirty three to thirty-four, and Ezekiel thirty six twenty five to twenty-seven. That was from Benson commentary commenting on John three nine to ten, where the clues in the Old Testament should have alerted Nicodemus to what Jesus had been saying. Another Biblical concept, not spelled out in the Bible with specific verses, is, for example, modesty. People who insist they can be immodest cling to the fact that there's not one single verse that spells out what is immodest. They want heights and lengths and garment-specific verses, otherwise they will not hear you. But, Modesty is a concept just as trinity is a concept and resurrection is a concept. Peter advises such in verses 1 Peter 3, 3-4, 1 Timothy 2, 9, and Isaiah three sixteen makes it plain that modesty means discretion. It means not dressing so as to draw attention to female features. Immodesty includes not just flesh-bearing harlot clothing, a haughty attitude and a sensuous gait for example isaiah three sixteen says moreover the lord saith because the daughters of zion are haughty and walk with stretched forth necks and wanton eyes walking and mincing as they go and making a tinkling with their feet the tinkling refers to the ankle uh, bracelets with bells on them that they used to wear to draw attention to their legs. So how do we come to understand a biblical concept that is real and it's properly interpreted, but not spelled out? You come to the conclusion that God is three in one, and the other examples I've given, by an honest reading and a study of many passages. Modern miracles is another doctrine that needs to be studied based on a necessary inferential conclusion, as well as plurality of elders, infant baptism, and many more doctrines than one would think. It's great when you and a sister are discussing doctrine and she asks for scripture. If she says, show me from scripture, that is a great start. That's basic step one. But when they reject the logical conclusion gained through inferences over many scriptures, insisting on the one scripture, I get this a lot when I say miracles, tongues, and prophecy have ceased. They are, in fact, then using scripture, using it as a weapon in order to remain in sinful ignorance so that they can believe what they want to believe. As the Christian Courier mentioned a little while ago in that quote, such rigidity is too much for these free spirits. The Holy Spirit illuminates understanding through the scriptures in both ways, direct confirmation of the plain understanding of specific scriptures and necessary inferences with conclusions based on studying many different scriptures. Unearthing the truth from scripture is not for the lazy, but the Holy Spirit is generous in aiding the serious and humble student in coming to the conclusions he wants us to understand. I have a section at the blog on further resources. I linked to the Christian Courier article, which is really good. It's clear and offers simple examples of coming to necessary conclusions. There's only one statement in that article I disagree with, where they wrote that babies have no sin. Well, babies do. See the next link for a thorny discussion of babies, heaven, sin, and hell. There's also a link to the Master Seminary, looking at resurrection according to scriptures. And from the Cripple gate, the unteachable key to biblical wisdom. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time blog podcast. I hope that you have been illuminated and learned a little something about necessary inferences. I hope you have a wonderful day and thank you for listening.